Thanks for joining the show today. Hey, let's talk about the audacity of image. Let's get the show started. So this is my merry moment. Don't let your interest become your image. You were made in the image of God. So let your image drive your interest. Happy Monday, happy Monday. We are well into the month of August. And here in Texas, the weather has started to cool down a little bit, but y'all know how the weather changes every few seconds, really, here in Texas. So we'll see if it continues to cool down, right? I assure you, do not adjust your channel. This is not the weather channel. Anyway, listen, I pray this week is especially joyful and peaceful. And even if it isn't, know that God still sits on the throne controlling every corner of the universe. That, that's a reason to be happy within itself, right? A couple of weeks ago, I talked about the audacity of identity. I know I'm jumping right in, right? And I asked you, who are you in Christ? Hmm. You see, identity is defined as the collective aspect of the set of characteristics by which a thing is definitively recognizable or known. That sounded real scientific, didn't it? Eh. So if our identity is in Christ, we should be recognizable both to ourselves and to others. If we are in Christ, it should be evident just as being in the world is equally evident. You know a worldly person when you see one. Y'all know what? Y'all know one when you see one, right? So why can't we say the same about those of us that are in Christ? Why is it that people aren't looking and saying, hmm, she's a follower of Jesus Christ? That's what we talked about last week was follow, right? Anyway, that was not, that was not, that just happened, okay? So this is what I'm struggling with. So many people don't know their identity who they are because their identity has become distorted. And so I feel that we have to go back a step to explain by which one has come. I'm trying to sound really intelligent today, aren't I, y'all? <laughs> Did that sound really intelligent? I don't know. But I think we need to step back and be reminded that we were made in the image of God. We need to take a bold risk to understand our image, who we are. So can we talk about that today? The audacity of image? I, I'm talking about that Genesis 127 image, right? I, 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 have, I have wondered, God could have easily spoke and man would have come to be. Why didn't he? He had called everything else into existence and it was good. 
But why didn't he call man into existence? Why did they, because he said, let us, but why did they make or create man? Everything else he spoke, and it was. But man, he created. It, it was very clear in Genesis 1, 26 and 27 that we know God created us in his image because he says it about four or five times just in those two verses. This is what it says. Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And then in 27, he comes back and he says, so God created mankind in his own image. That's twice. In the image of God, he created them. That's three times. Male and female, he created them. Four times, two verses. Four times he repeats, make man in our image, our likeness. Uh, God created mankind in his own image. In the image he created, male and female, he created them repeatedly. He says this back to back to back. We were made in his image. And I have to remind you, 2 Timothy, we, have, we always have to reflect back on 2 Timothy uh, 3 that says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So it is not a typo or a mistake that God emphasize us being made in his image, being created in his likeness. It's not a mistake. Even in Genesis 5.1, he says it again before going into the story about Noah. It says, in the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. You want to know your identity. Your identity starts with the image by which you were made, and that was in the image of God. So if you were made in the image of God, then that should lead you to want to know who God is. Since you were made in his image, since God took the time to make you in his image, not speak you into existence, but to make you into his likeness. Doesn't that make you want to know who he is so that you can know who you are, right? It's, it's, like, it's like adoption stories, not all, but some adoption stories, children that have been adopted, but when they reach a certain age in life, they start to wonder about their biological parents. Do they look like them? Do they talk like them? Do they walk like them? Are they like them in any kind of way? Because they look at their adoptive parents and sometimes they feel as if something is missing. 
not all, but some, they long to know from where they came. This is why our identity becomes distorted because we are trying to find our likeness on this earth, not realizing that we were made in the likeness of God and nobody is searching for God. They are searching for their likeness and they run into other people that are searching for their likeness and they end up finding their interest in and not their likeness of. And so they settle for, you're interested in this? Oh, I'm interested in this. So you must be my likeness because we're interested in the same thing. And so you start acting based on your interests and those interests are worldly interests. And every time someone connects with you based on your interests, your identity starts to become distorted because they bring their interests that aren't your interests, but because you shared an initial interest, you think their other interests must be okay that they are fully in your likeness, but it's just an interest that you share. And so we exchange interest for image, thinking that it is likeness, but we are made in the image of God. He is our likeness. We were created in his image, but we have become scarred by the sins of the world. <sighs> the audacity of image. Hmm. Y'all know we're gonna have to continue talking about this next week, right? I'm leaving y'all hanging. I am leaving you hanging because we've got to understand if we are made in God's image, what is his image? What is his likeness? What is it that we possess that is like him? We need to understand that. So I'm coming back next week. I'm coming back next week with part two. But this is my merry moment. Don't let your interest become your image. You were made in the image of God. So let your image drive your interest. That's a good one, y'all. That's a good one. That's a good one. So listen, I have been looking for new music. I, I mean, my replay has been all over the place and it will continue to be all over the place. But I was looking for some new music. Uh, I don't know how new this is, but it is called Pull Us Through by Jermaine Dolly and Miranda Curtis. And this is the verse. People are dying and people are crying for a savior to come and save us. From this world now, God, I'm calling your name because my world does need a change in Jesus' name. So God, we need you to pull us through. People are hurting while people are searching for a father to come and guide us from this world. Now, God, I'm depending on you because only you can pull us through. 
Y'all join me next week for part two, Audacity of Image. Have a good week. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show today. And remember, Christ died for you, was resurrected for you, is returning for you, all because he loves you. Now all you have to do is confess, trust, and believe in him. Y'all have a good week.